Welcome to the Buzz with Bernie, an economic development podcast. I'm here with your host, Bernie Maybank. Bernie, what have you been watching in the news lately? It's, uh, it's the New York Times front page today. Are, work, are employers going to be able to hire employees again? That job number is coming out uh, shortly, and uh, last month was very disappointing. People didn't want to go back to work, and hopefully they uh, go back to work. Their, the headline yesterday was, the world's out of everything, shortages of everything all over the world. It so is crazy when you hear behind the scenes. I, I heard an interesting uh, interview on my way into to work today with Bobby Williams, who, of course, is Lizard's Thicket owner restaurant chain here in uh, South Carolina. And he had an interesting take, though, talking about how hard it is to find folks to come back. But he also said, you know what, when it comes to restaurant hospitality, they have to raise some minimum wages to compete. So, you know, I've heard that the argument about people are staying home, um, you know, collecting uh, some incentive money. Um, But he really kind of got to brass tacks looking at just the whole system and the way that it works and the competition. So it it was just a different take that I had heard before. Um, we've got a great show for folks today. If you are an economic developer, you've got to stay tuned for this show because we're going to dive into site selection with an expert in the field. Mark Williams is president of Strategic Development Group, and prior to founding SDG, Mark served as chief development officer for the South Carolina Department of Commerce. He was also a past president of SCADA, the South Carolina Economic Developers Association, and he's now a published author. His book is titled Corporate Sites selection and economic development a 30-year perspective welcome sir thank you so much good to be here and mark mark and i worked together uh when he was in department of commerce i was director of revenue and we did a lot of economic development together and yet he still decided to come on the show (laughs) (laughs) the the whole 30-year perspective bernie's part of all that 30 years well you know this is a topic that if you are not educated, I'm assuming you could get burned in the respect it could be very costly for economic developers who, who really do not take the time to invest in site selection. So before we get to your book and, and some of the, uh, the details you discuss in it, what are your thoughts? What are some of the issues that you've seen over the years and some of the, the hurdles or the things that people do not think of economic developers when it comes to site selection? Sure. Um, there, there are a lot of errors. I talk, I talk about the kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly in the book relative to economic development and, and also relative to corporations and mistakes they make in site selection. But in, in economic development, I'm, I'm one of the more common errors is just not knowing what you're good at, not knowing what your assets are, and, and pursuing uh, companies that, that treasure your assets and really don't care about your liabilities, kind of kind of like my wife right now. She treasures my assets and care about my liabilities, and there, and there are many. Uh, but, but that knowing that as an economic developer is a very fundamental thing that a lot of people just don't, don't seem to grasp. Well, I know there, there are you know, six or eight issues that every company looks at, unionization rate, utility rates, taxes. What are, what are the big things today? That, and I know for uh, pre-pandemic, um, you know, South Carolina had the lowest unemployment rate in the country, and therefore, you know, the ability to hire workers was, a, was an issue. What are, what are the big issues today when a corporation is looking at a major development? Uh, Bernie, just, a, I guess, a quick list. I mean, 
Labor's at the forefront. It was before COVID, it is now. Uh, investments are increasingly capital intensive, meaning more investment per job, meaning uh, employees have to have higher skill sets. And uh, so there's a real shortage of, of workers for technical positions. Uh, and it's not just South Carolina, it's all over the country. So it's not a local problem, but labor is important. Labor draw for the life of a project. Man, you know, you've heard it. There has to be product. There has to be sites and buildings. And and we went through a 120-month recovery, economic recovery before COVID, uh, which depleted sites and buildings everywhere, including South Carolina. Uh, in fact, the matter is, for a lot of sites and buildings during COVID, certain sectors were hot. So uh, the availability of, you have to, have to have somewhere to go. I mean, it's the most fundamental part of the process. If there's nowhere to go, then what, what do the other factors matter? Um, but utility connections, logistics analysis, all those things are important and economic developers have to know what they have and have to be able to convey that information because another factor is, is timing. Timing continues to be compressed uh, in these decisions and if economic developers can't convey their assets, can't convey why a project will work there, they'll simply get cut uh, because our clients continue to compress the time frame. I want to mention one more, Bernie, which is very qualitative, but always there. I, I call it the feeling. Uh, and the feeling is our, our clients have to have a really good gut feel for uh, where they're going to go. Can, can they make money there? Are they going to be loved there? Are they going to be welcomed there? If there's a calamity, uh, a labor issue or a weather issue, will they be supported uh, by local governments and, and other allies? So the feeling economic developers convey is is very important factor in the site selection process. Yeah, I remember you and I were handling a major project and the uh, the company came to South Carolina and one of the reasons they mentioned is they met with our governor three times and didn't meet with the uh, governor in the other competing state even a single time and that was a factor. On, on uh, what is about unionization today? South Carolina is the lowest in the country. Is that still a major issue? unionization rate? It's it's still a major issue. Uh, it isn't, I don't hear, uh, you know, our clients used to come to us 15 years ago and say, here's a map, here are the right to work states, this is where we want to look. That isn't quite as prevalent as, as it used to be. And fact of the matter is a, a lot of states who would have thought Michigan or Indiana would have become right to work states. So uh, the, the field, it's an important factor. Uh, you probably followed the Amazon uh, uh, organization attempt recently in Alabama. So cl clearly it's an issue, a hard fought issue. But I don't know if it's important as it used to be. Okay. Is it almost politically incorrect to talk about it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little, uh, a bit politically incorrect. Uh, you know, in, in South Carolina, though, uh, you know, what I remember is, you know, former Governor Haley was at the podium adamant about her position. I think she took a great position on that that protected the state and, and conveyed to many others uh, how the state was going to support them. That's part of the feeling I was just talking about. So right. as far as South Carolina is concerned, I think they convey that feeling, that sentiment quite well. and. 
major locations, particularly in manufacturing, hear that. Our, our clients are always listening for what's going on to get a sense of what's happening. So I, I think that's been a great message the state has sent out. And how do, how do local government and state government um, prove that they do have the available workforce? And I remember years ago when you and I were recruiting a, a chip manufacturing plant, you produced two very interesting surveys that I'd never seen before. One of them was a circle around where the plant was looking at a 350-mile range. The number of engineering schools within 350 miles of Greenville was incredible. I had no idea of that. And then you had uh, some statistics on underemployment, the number of people who didn't have benefits that would come in a heartbeat. Are, are there any suggestions you have for you know a county to prove that, yes, we do have the available workforce and we do have the within a certain number of miles you know if i were a county and trying to prove the workforce i'd be looking at the things you just mentioned um i'd be looking at out migration rates meaning how many citizens go out of the county per work each day because you know those those citizens if they could get a job in the county they would stay uh i would look for for higher uh, population growth projections meaning more and more people are coming. Uh, I'd be looking at, they're called occupational codes. And so you can pull data to see who's working within a labor shed or a drive time of a potential facility. So if that drive time is rich uh, with the kind of occupations you're looking for, the kind of people you wanna hire or occupations that are a good proxy, meaning well, if they're if they're doing this here, they could very easily translate to do this for me here as well. Uh, those are very important things to illustrate, but it, it gets way beyond the, you know, the unemployment rate and, and, and that's important, but it's, it's, it, it, you got to drill down a good bit further than that. Mark has also received the uh, Order of the Palmetto, which is the highest honor that can be given to a South Carolina citizen, and some of that was due to his success in business recruiting. Mark, why the book now? Why this advice for economic developers now? Um, in looking you know, with your past experience with commerce and seeing what's happening in South Carolina, uh, did you feel the need to, to disseminate some information? And let, me, and let me interrupt. Mark has recently published Corporate Site Selection and Economic Development, a 30-year perspective, and it's a 160 or so page book. Well, first of all, I've never gotten the or the Palmetto if Bernie hasn't been working with me and helping me. So he's, he's <laughs> primarily responsible for that. And I, I and I do point out that I've received two orders of the Oh Palmetto. boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like two tours, as as you would say, Bernie. Sounds like two tours. Um, you know, I as far as why to write the book uh, and why write it now. Um, I, I, you know, I turned sixty last year. That seemed like a benchmark. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. I had a lot of things, ideas I wanted to convey, uh, not just to the economic development community, but to corporations who are involved in this process. And I see making mistakes a good bit. I mean, selfishly, we want to help them not make mistakes, but but that's there. But it just seemed like the right time. It was a benchmark in my life, something I wanted to do. I had a lot of things I had to say. Uh, as my wife tells me, I had a lot of stories I wanted to tell, and, and the book has a lot of stories, a lot of 
names are most names are left out. Uh, uh, good, bad, and ugly stories about what went right and what went wrong. So um, I think it's 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 different than than other books about economic development. Some even have been published recently. Uh, and one one I guess one last thing about the book, and one reason I wanted to write it is. You know, towards the end of of the la- the economic recovery in 2019, um, not so much in South Carolina, but in a lot of other states, economic developers were under fire uh, because times were too good. You know, why why should they be doing this right now? These jobs are coming anyway. And the book really focuses on why we should do economic development, why it's God's work. What are the multipliers? I really felt adamant that. I wanted to convey that point. Hopefully other people could use it. And how how does one get the book? Uh, The book can be ordered on Amazon, Bernie. So if one just got on their Amazon account uh, and and put my name in and and the title, uh, it would come up and they could click and buy it. Um, We have a website for the book. It's uh, www.site selectionperspective.com, all one word, siteselectionperspective.com. If you get on that website, uh, you can read about the book, you can read about me, and you can press order if you like. So either Amazon Direct or or our website, which is kind of interesting reading. And and the book is, is ready to, to go today. Otherwise, it's not still a draft. I could order it today. You can order it today. Good. Switching gears, how does South Carolina compare to other southeastern states? You know, we seem sort of boom and bust in South Carolina. We have fabulous years and some years not so fabulous. How do we compare to the other southeastern states? You know, to me, in this 30-year stretch of comparison, South Carolina has always been among the top three. And it's, it's been interesting to me, not just from my work in South Carolina, but some of the states around it. Uh, South Carolina has always been feared as an economic development competitor, and it was really good for me to hear that from others unsolicited. So, you know, to me, Bernie, South Carolina has gone through its kind of ups and downs in leadership, uh, gubernatorial leadership in some cases where there was an intense focus on creation of jobs and investment, and in other administrations, not as much. Uh, but over the long haul, I, I mean, I, I'd even say it's in one of the top two, one or two states in the southeast in terms of of its its focus uh, politically uh, and organizationally and in terms of uh, cost in business climate, uh, extremely good. Uh, if you ask what others I like in the Southeast, you know, I, I, I talk about Tennessee for a while. I talk about Georgia for a while, uh, but South Carolina's right there. Well, that's great. And where, what negative do we have? I mentioned before lowest unemployment rate in the country, which is a negative if you were a new company. Any particular negatives today that we need to correct? Well, I'm not going to tell you anything new, I don't think. I mean, I think a continued focus on infrastructure development is, is critical um, and a continued focus on education and training like we've never done before. And, and I'm not just talking about uh, training people that are you know 18 to 25, uh, which has really been what we've talked about in the past we should be doing. And you sh- we still should do it, no question. 
but our clients are increasingly looking at K through 12 systems and uh, that pipeline of, of people to work. And, and I, I think skill, there's gonna be increased pressure uh, from states like South Carolina to provide higher and higher skill sets. And I think education's a priority. The payback is long-term. That's hard to make that investment, but I'd, I'd love to see us focus even more there. Hey, Mark, in addition to that, and obviously this is the big topic, your thoughts on keeping people here? You know, the millennial migration is what I've heard some folks refer to it, not only education, but, but keeping folks here. And as an outsider who moved here, it almost seems like a moot point. Like, why would someone leave South Carolina? It's got everything. But what are your thoughts on that and your, your um, perspective? Well, first of all, from a personal perspective, I made a conscious choice to move here and spend my life here. So I had a, a choice and I made it and it's evident. And my, my kids, for the most part, are here. And I think South Carolina is a great place to make a living and raise a family. Uh, as far as millennials, I'm still working to figure out millennials. I've employed a few millennials and I'm, I'm learning by the day. Uh, my sense is development of our, our urban areas uh, is, is gonna be most attractive uh, to, to that generation and the one that follows them. Uh, connectivity, uh, uh, the state, you know, if, if, if we can increase internet connectivity around the state, I think it's gonna make a huge difference, that continued focus in that area. And we're almost out of time, so let me ask you one more. Reshoring, it's, it's the buzzword. Governor McMaster issued a um, uh, reshoring initiative for life sciences. Is, is it actually happening? And, and uh, you would see it more than anyone else. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of discussion about it, Bernie. And yes, it's happening, but it, it's a very slow pace. I mean, I think some created the impression there was going to be this massive migration uh, from China or other locations back to the U.S. And I don't doubt that some of that's going to happen and has happened, uh, but we're not seeing a lot of it uh, at all. And, right. and from a business perspective, nobody generally just picks up their plant and moves it. If they make a decision they'd like to be in another place, that generally happens over a period of years. People just can't pick up their production capacity and move it. So to me, in most cases, it was unrealistic to paint it as such. So yes, it's happening. Uh, it's, 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 it's hard to see. It's probably more than it was, you know, labor prices and other issues in, in China and some other countries where this migration has occurred. It's just getting more expensive and more difficult. So COVID accentuated that a bit, highlighted some logistics issues. Uh, so, uh, yes, but slow. Well, Mark Williams is president of Strategic Development Group and author of Economic Development, A 30-Year Perspective. We could have talked to you for an hour. Thanks for your time today. Great information. Enjoyed being here. Thanks so much, Bernie. Love seeing you, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us on The Buzz with Bernie. If you haven't checked out any of our other episodes, go do it. There's a lot of great information there. And remember to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great day, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>